they'll be expecting it because they want to hear from you. And that part of the brain filters out junk and helps us achieve our goals. One of the things I teach is like, okay, well, how are you actually going to get paid? These are the steps you need to take to create your customer journey and understand your ideal client. On today's episode of The Engaging Marketeer, I am speaking with Emma Sidney, and her business is called Sparkle Society. And she is a marketer, she's a lead magnet expert, a landing page and email automation expert. So I'm going to be talking to her about what advice she's got on creating lead magnets, landing pages and email automation sequences that get your your prospects to want to give you their details in exchange for your lead magnet, get them to sign up and convert them into paying customers your business um i'm, I'm trying to think where, where i've got it oh yeah there it is it, it it's called a very unusual name isn't it it's sparkle society well that's what i have come up with for now um oh, for ultimately now. i still well i'm a bit of a multi-passionate a bit of a creative um and sparkle society really does fit with what i do and what it's about and being multi-passionate um, but you know what? These things are always subject to change as we mm. grow and things, you know. Um, I do also do quite a lot under my own name because that hopefully will stay the same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never can tell, can you? No. Um, but yeah, Sparkle Society was uh, something that I finally, I, I hadn't settled on a real name that felt like it resonated with me for a very long time. And um came up with it earlier in the year and it just felt like because I kept talking about how I want to help businesses to sparkle and stand out and how I was doing all of that and it just sort of came from there really but uh, I'm not a humongous fan of labels but by the same token know that we like a label so other people will like to understand what I do and how I help and all of that they like the labels and they like all of that but I've never you know, psychologically and all of that, sometimes labels can become a bit of a sort of thing around our neck. So, mm. uh, yeah, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> so, so sparkle didn't come from, like, Twilight then? It's not about the sparkly vampires in Twilight? No, I've never seen Twilight. <laughs> You're not missing much, to be honest with you. <laughs> Although I used to, when I was growing up, I used to like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But, oh, they're very, uh, oh, Buffy, brilliant. But, <laughs> I was quite a fan of Angel. <laughs> oh, who doesn't love Angel? David Boreanaz. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, I've, I've yeah. met I've met Spike James Masters at a convention once. Uh, okay. He's yeah. I like. Yeah, he's really cool because he's been in quite a few other things as well that I like that I can't think of. But I have baby brain, so my memory that he, he was, was in, is no longer. He was in Torchwood as well. Ah, uh, that's Doctor it. Who. That's what I'm thinking of because I'm quite a big Doctor Who fan so that's where it yeah oh you've said yeah. the magic words <laughs> <laughs> what i'm a big doctor who big doc <laughs> i'm a big doc I, i've met most of the the living doctors oh have you I oh have. wow yes i have yeah i've, I've got I mean, in fact some people say i do look a bit like christopher eccleston i i don't know no, you're well, looking at me. You need to be wearing the leather jacket, really, I, I, to get that. Maybe when I was younger, of... I had more definition in the face, perhaps. Um, but I, I, I did a little bit. I was even in a look-alike competition as Christopher. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, in, wow. In, a, in a one of those 
um, those TV magazines, TV Quick or Chat or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't win. I didn't win. Um, but yes, we could talk about Doctor Who forever, but we'll try not to do that because I, I did a <laughs> podcast with somebody else a while ago. We mentioned Doctor Who and we talked for about an hour and a half on Doctor Who. Okay, we'll try not to do that. <laughs> Although, yes, I am a Doctor Who fan, a Formula One fan, <laughs> sci-fi, a bit different, but yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, fantastic. Um, but let, 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 let's talk a little bit about, about marketing. Yes. Because one of the things that you, you, you do is you, you help people with their, their lead magnets. Yes, and their email marketing and, and their kind of their whole, yes. So for, for anyone listening to this who doesn't know what it is, how would you define a lead magnet? Well... Typically, a lead magnet is a piece of content, and a lot of people overcomplicate it, but it's something of value that you offer for free, and in inverted commas, but basically you offer it for their email address so that they come into your email world, as I like to talk about it, mm. um, and therefore, you know, then you can build a different relationship with them via email. Um, but it is, it's always, it's about adding value and it's about providing something. It's like the first step on someone's journey with you outside of being on social media, Mm. Um, which is quite a big cavernous kind of thing and you know we like it and it's it's fine but it is that kind of um, I suppose way to build that relationship a bit further in my opinion mm. anyway and and for anyone listening who who has a business has a website and has a social media following um, they might be thinking why do I need a lead magnet why do I need to get people onto my email list what's wrong with <laughs> them just following me on on Facebook or on LinkedIn? So, well, there's nothing wrong. And I I don't do the, I mentioned I don't do labels, so I don't do the, you must do these things. I just think it's a load of bull. And I just don't like that approach that a lot of people do, you know. It's kind of like, every other way is wrong, so you must do it this way. But there are, <laughs> that drives me mad. Um, but uh, there are lots of reasons for doing it. One is on social media, you aren't always seen necessarily. You know, you might need to put out quite a lot of content for people to see you and connect with you. You know, they're not, you know, it's a busy, busy space. Um, whereas email, and much as some people will go, oh, well, I don't open email, so why should anybody else open my email? Um, the Actually, a lot of people open emails still and read emails and want to connect that way. So it's just a good way for somebody to get to know you, your business, and what you have to offer. Um, it's like taking um, – so I, I started to use a bit of an analogy around a restaurant. So it's like your social media and your website and stuff is your – they say it's your shop window, so it's your restaurant front. So it's actually like getting people in through the door, coming to talk to your maitre d', Having, I, I kind of say in my marketing can be like your drinks menu because it weaves through everything that you can do with your business. Equally, it can be as simple as it's a, you know, it's a one drink that somebody gets that then just like, oh, okay, we're having this chat now. We're having this conversation. You've come through my door kind of thing. Right. So I asked this conversation, of, uh, this question of somebody recently. So if you've got a lead magnet, and we'll go on to designing lead magnets and, and landing mm. pages and everything in a moment, what's the best way to get somebody from your social media into your lead magnet? How do you 
get them to, to to convert well i mean again it's like everything it's understanding what you are as a business your messaging the journey that you're going to take people on like i say that's why i use the restaurant analogy it's like setting up a restaurant that appeals to somebody and then it's actually about go you do you use shirts you blah 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 you use social media you use social media to get you know to basically sell your lead magnet anyway or you know you talk to somebody about it but it's it is about like that idea and how you go right okay well, actually i'm going to help you with just this very simple thing um you can use it so say if you're a product-based business and so let's think of an example of a product-based business. So if you, I don't know, sell bathroom accessories, you could do a lead magnet that's about how do you make the most of your bathroom accessories? And then it's like, well, then I can give you my bathroom accessories to show you how. So, so it's it's that kind of thing. It's about thinking about the whole journey and that first step and make it very appealing. Yes, Um it, you can create a landing page and all of this kind of stuff, but don't get too bogged down in that because actually those things can be very simple. They don't have, it doesn't have to be complicated. Some people out there will go, and you can be complicated as well if you want to be, you know, you can, it, it's like everything. There's no right answer. I don't think it's about that journey. It's about where you're at as a business and what you're doing, but it can be a simple, my, one of my best lead magnets is um, a PDF, which is about how you can, create content more easily and it, it's one of those and it really you know but so, and, and like the fight you could do five steps to how you use your toothbrush holder and where you place it and make it do you know what i mean so mm. i was like using the bathroom product analogy or where you, it, it can uh, what's the best color for you to so it can be really as simple because somebody will go oh you know what i need to know that <laughs> mm. so you can have a very simple landing page and then it's about how you nurture people and, and all of that kind of stuff Hmm. So with with the, the the lead magnet, do you have a a way that you title them? Is that is the title important? <clears throat> I mean, how do you structure a, a title of a lead magnet so that somebody wants it? Well, I'll be honest. I always am. I am absolutely rubbish at coming up with titles of things. Hmm. I really am. This is. I can show everybody how to do. Like, right. This is the the content. How you like a process for going through. Okay. So how do I break it down? How do I choose an idea that will be a successful lead magnet? A lot of the time, I do think it's it's good to have it's what it says on the tin kind of approach rather than trying to overcomplicate it. Um, the other thing, which could be controversial, but I think is is a useful tool, is something like um, chat GPT. So you can put the details of your lead magnet in and what it's doing and what it's solving and say, could you come up with some titles for me? Mm. And then it's only when you put it out there and do it that you see whether people want it. You know, it's uh, it's worth what it's worth once people are doing it. And if, if it's not, so if you're putting it out there and people aren't getting it and aren't signing up for it, then it's like, okay, so it's not necessarily the wrong thing. It, you look at your title, you look at your different things and go, okay, how do I change this? Could I rebadge it? Could I do it differently? So you'll never get this is the perfect way to do it for me. Yeah. That's just not how I, that's not, that's not real life, you know. 
all these things when people say do a formula do this do that it that's not real life you know we're all human beings so but yeah I'm a big fan of chat GPT for coming up with ideas of titles because I don't some other people do they're very good at it me mm. no okay you you mentioned landing pages a moment ago and said that it, mm-hmm. some of them can be very simple some of them can be over complicated mm. Uh, is there anything that you think that a landing page absolutely has to have in order for it to convert, to get somebody to go from, I'm interested in this, but to make them put their, their name and their email address in? Yeah, so it has to be. The best is it's, it's about how you're talking to the person. So if you're trying to talk to everybody in the world, the sort of however many billions of people, um, they're not going to pay attention to it so it, it needs to say what problem it solves what it's about and who it's for you know so they're clear and it it doesn't have to be oh it's for Nigel who sits in 10 whatever you know it doesn't have to be for Doctor Who but you know it could be for a Doctor Who fan <laughs> um but you know it could be if if that's where your business is going but it has to be so that somebody goes oh yeah i need this so i use the bathroom i don't know why i quite i usually use knitting analogies because i quite like knitting as well um but you know it, it has to be someone goes oh you know what yeah i know that i need i'm doing my bathroom up right now and i need this advice on the color of my bathroom you know it so it, it it's it's got it's got to talk to that person that you you know wants otherwise it, you know generic stuff doesn't work mm. um and you can if you've got different people that you appeal to you can have the same kind of format but different you know different forms and different wording for different audiences as well so if you've got like something that you do with linkedin something that you do just tweak it you don't have you know it doesn't have to be it's not rocket science Hmm. so so what you're saying is if you've got different types of audiences different types of clients i mean say for example (coughs) what one obvious one would be like a an estate agent they'd have people who want to rent houses and they Mm -hmm. have people who want to rent houses out so people who are tenants and people who are landlords similar sort of thing but exactly opposite ends of the scale they could have a similar lead magnet but with very different landing pages talking about different problems for the different types of customer but it still goes into the same funnel still goes into the same email list because it's all potential clients for the for the letting agent yeah but it doesn't go into the same it go again it, um, mm. and behind the scenes it's then about how you're nurturing those different in, in, types of people the, into the same software, but it goes into the same that. software yeah but it goes it goes in differently again because then behind the scenes you're talking to them slightly differently but you can still use the same framework as you say of the conversation mm. when they get into that world your email list and when they're outside to cater to both so it doesn't have to be that you're trying to think of lots of different things but you just look at the commonalities and then, okay, so this is how I take it forward. Hmm. And, and when someone goes into the list, um, you're mm-hmm. using email marketing autoresponders, presumably, to communicate with people once they sign up to a list so that they're getting mm-hmm. automated messages over a period of time. Uh, how do you like to, to structure those in terms of timeframes and, and what you're actually sending? So the sort of traditional thing is when it's a, when it's a lead magnet, it goes into what they call a welcome email sequence, um, which basically is a series of emails that, again, is taking them on a journey that's about value, that's also saying this is what we have to offer. 
um, get them to know you as a business and all of this. It's like it's a nurturing sequence, I prefer. Um, again, frequency, um, it depends. It depends on your audience. It depends on what, you know, I... So for some audiences, getting a daily email when somebody signs, and, and also when they first sign up, be clear, oh, you're going to get to know me over the next week. I'm going to send you these emails so people know what to expect. And then after that, I shall be sending you a monthly email. So it's not like they think, oh, my God, I've got a daily email. This is what I'm going to get forever. I can't stand this. It's too much. Or, oh, yes, I, again, different audiences, different things. Generally, I like to do a welcome email sequence that goes out every couple of days um, because I just feel that's a little bit more gentle. But that's more for my audience who are business people who get quite a lot of emails. So I tend to do it like a couple of days. But like I say, your estate agent, they might be like, I really need to know all of this. So actually a daily email sequence might work. So it's you test it, you see what people do open, don't open, when they're dropping off, and then you come back to it and you tweak it over time. These things aren't something that you just do and leave. Hmm. You do test, improve. So it's, it's about constant monitoring of the results and seeing how yeah. you can improve it and, and get better. <clears throat> Absolutely, yeah. And do you have any particular tips for subject lines for emails? Because obviously emails are notorious for not being opened and often not being delivered or going into spam folders uh, we all get hundreds and hundreds of spam emails or shop emails a day or a week how do you get through how do you cut through that that noise so that your email gets opened so again <laughs> depends on your audience <laughs> um, and it's about being clear in the beginning and and so frequency of emails again there is no right answer i always say there's two things to be bearing in mind one is how often can you actually do this because we have a certain capacity and it's like okay so how often can i write to my list and it's better to be writing one a month or one a quarter than some months it's three the next month they don't hear from you for like three months and they don't so so it's about them understanding when they're going to get it so they'll be expecting it they want to hear from you um there's always going to be a percentage that do bounce that go you know all of this kind of stuff as for captivating um email line subjects it's a very similar answer to the titles of the emails because again this is something that i'm not particularly great at doing but chat gpt can come up with some really good email subjects you can write your emails and go right here you go this is my email can you come up with a subject line um that you know is appealing you can also test your subject lines and send it to different parts of your audience and see what works and what doesn't work that's going a little bit more advanced mm. um but you know you you test all of this and see what works and see what doesn't personalization can work for some audiences so when you capture their details some email tools will let you tag them in the in the um in the subject header your audience might like that. A lot of this will come down to who are the people that you're talking to. So a business audience, like you say, might be, oh my God, I get tons of emails, blah, 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 because as entrepreneurs, quite a lot of the time, people sign up for a lot of things. If your audience is your estate agent audience, they may 
have a very different perception of getting emails because I so often hear from like people I work with oh well I don't read emails so other people won't read emails because I sign up for loads of things and my inbox is flooded and blah 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 but you are not necessarily your audience so you've kind of got to get your, your own beliefs out of the way on all of this because I, I, I'm the same. I, I go, I have to go through and subscribe for things. I don't read them. I've got, I'm following somebody at the moment who keeps sending me daily emails and periodically I have a little, what a little look and I'm like, but I, I mainly because I'm thinking this is quite good subject matter to start to talk to. And I almost can't be bothered to unsubscribe. And I got an email today and I was like, why is that this subject matter? Why I haven't been part of something like, thank you for being part of my summit. And I'm thinking, well, I've not been part of your summit. And basically, she must just be sending out. She must have done a summit or something. I've not subscribed to it, but she's sending it out to her whole list. So in some respects, I'm like, right, okay, you, it, it is about your audience and it's mm. about, you know, all of that. It's not just the subject line. <laughs> well, to be fair, I did open the email. <laughs> but then I was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, what, what you said then, um, it, it resonates so true, the fact that, you are not your target audience. Just because you don't like to receive daily emails doesn't mean that your your clients good. I I come across that all the time, uh, particularly with with web design. Saying, "Oh, I don't like that particular web design. It, it's not right for me." It's like, well, it's not made for you. It's made for your target client. Or I don't like using Facebook. Uh, I'm not a Facebook fan. Well, your target audience is on Facebook, so suck it up, get used to it. It's a really big problem with business owners, with a blocker, isn't it? That they think, because I don't like this, I'm not going to use it. And they can't yes. accept that that's where their, where their audience is. Yes. And so one of the, because I um, have a background in um, neuro-linguistic programming and the, like all of the brain stuff. I love the brain stuff as well. I don't necessarily always talk about it, but there is a part of the brain called the reticular activating system. And that part of the brain filters out junk and helps us achieve our goals. So if you're not talking to the, your audience's particular activating system, you're not helping them achieve their goals, they're going to filter you out as junk, basically. So that's where we've got to get out. I mean, one of the biggest things I end up helping, in much as I don't advertise it, because when I've tried advertising it, people don't buy it. Um, is about the, the audience and the ideal client and thinking about who they are and how you craft what you're doing for them. Um, and yet most of my recommendations, which is really hilarious, say, Emma really helped me nail my ideal client and go back to basics and do basically what I thought I didn't need. And it's like, well, actually, and just and it, there's that whole thing of people think, oh, well, I can't have one. I can't do this. There's lots of mind blocks around all of this. But we need to put ourselves in our audience's shoes as much as we can, recognising that's not always going to be possible because we're human beings. But like you say, it's, it's you've got to get your own ego. You've got to get your own self sometimes out of the way and think, mm -hmm. right, okay, who, what do they think they need rather than what I think that they need? Yeah. <laughs> and and to get a bit a bit technical, uh, when it mm -hmm. comes to creating uh, landing pages, first of all, what what software do you <clears throat> to use? So my recommendation is MailerLite. 
as the landing page and also the email marketing system because out of all of them and I've tried many in my time and I've also worked with others in quite a few others as well I think it's the easiest to use it's the most um once you get it you get it and also then it gives you the good foundations to maybe go on to the more complicated ones as you want to but most people don't need them in my opinion they probably hate me for saying that um but you can do a lot with MailerLite you can do um and it it there's a big free package so you can have up to three no, up to five I think it is or it might even be ten five or ten landing pages you can build a lot of automation in there you can send campaigns in there it's got very good um help sections because again, a lot of the time people are like, how do I do this? How do I do this? Go and look at the help section for whatever software you're using. Some are better than others, but made a light is good. Mm. Um, and like I say, and even when you then, if you wanted to go onto the paid things, um, it's not ridiculously, it's not like thousands of pounds. <laughs> and there, there is like, I, um, I have a course on building a course in MailerLite. So like, that's just what, I mean, I use MemberVault as a course platform and I use Smart System as well. I've got a couple of things I use um, as well as MailerLite. But you've got to be where you are today. And one of the biggest things I think that happens is people jump into having expensive softwares or expensive like email platforms and stuff um, and then never use them. And I've worked with clients who who are using four or five different things that have started to do the same as each other and are spending like 500 pound or dollars as a lot of these are American mm. a month. And it's like, let's simplify it. Let's do Let's make sure your ideas work first. Let's get some money coming in. Let's get you, you know, that that's my philosophy anyway. So, mm. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's what I like. I, I definitely recommend MailerLite. As yeah, I say, you... I use MemberVault as a course platform right. and then Smart System for my, like, website-y stuff as well. Mm. Um, so... Because you, you can go overboard with software, can't you? Yes. You, you can yes. get so much. I mean, it, ClickFunnels obviously is is one of the the, the premium one for, for mm-hmm. landing pages. Um, <clears throat> I think we've got that at $97 a year, but I don't think they do that offer. $97 a month, sorry. I don't think they do that anymore. I think it's about 150 a month for what we've got. Yeah. That doesn't include the email marketing aspect with ClickFunnels. No. That's another couple of hundred dollars a month if you want that. So I think that was two nine nine when yeah. we took a cheaper one out. ClickFunnels will then integrate with something like MailChimp or ActiveCampaign or, or MailerLite so that you can use the landing page going into those. If you then want to start running webinars, you've got Webinar Jam, which is five hundred dollars yeah. a year. If you want yeah. your webinars to be automated, that's Ever Webinar, which is another five hundred dollars a year. If you want to start taking payments across different parts of Europe and VAT being calculated automatically, then you'll need something like Thrivecart, and that's another five hundred dollars. You just go up and up and up until your software expenses get ridiculous, and it's totally out of control, and you find that you're not using the software that you paid for in the first place and your business isn't making any profit no and that yeah that's the thing i mean i've I've recently started to use um smart system which is an all-in-one platform um which does include 
your um the ability to do the funnels and to do like click funnels does and and things mm. like that um so i'm just starting to explore that for myself and also but but because i take people on a journey and i don't like to do the like you say use x y and z i mean this is quite he's it's about to relaunch and he's a brit it's a british system and he wants to make it an affordable platform so it won't be hundreds of pounds but equally it is more complicated to use so again from a tech point of view you can buy into these systems and then you've got to learn to use them mm. so it's also about oh you've got to find somebody to pay somebody to do it for you so and it's like well when you for quite a long time it's like how complicated you need to be and one of the things for me is sitting down and going right where what is my journey what cost what 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 restaurants do I want to you know what menu do I want to, to do where do I want to take people because a lot of the time the more simple software will actually still do that so like even in MailerLite you um okay it doesn't have like some of the bump stuff you can do but on a very simple level you can have a page um a landing page and I know we're talking about lead magnets but you can have a, a paid landing page you've got to subscribe to them for that which will link through and pay or you can have like your lead magnet page and it goes through to what they call a success page well a success page is potentially a gold mine because that's where you can put oh I've got this course that can help you further and and just keeping it you know quite simple which is still like that starting point of that sort of funnel or journey mm. um that will earn you some money and if you're paying mainly like ten dollars a month that then it links through to a paid thing it, it you know that's a really simple thing that you can set up that's not you know and you're testing it and you're making sure it works and it's scalable before then starting to look at a lot of these like you know as you say webinar jam and all of that kind of stuff because as I worked with a lady as I say who had don't know, it was easy webinar I think she had um oh a course platform she had and payment platform she had about four different things and over time a lot of them had started to do the same thing as well so you know that you could do landing pages in all of this kind of stuff and it was just ridiculous and so it was like right okay let's strip it all out and what's the what can you build it in that achieves what you're doing and she wasn't fully utilizing it either so you know my, my let's keep things as simple as possible because you know <laughs> I see that so often where people take up subscriptions of software and they don't need it and they're not using it and they don't even know what it does. And it's almost as if they've been sold on the the dream that this is going mm. to be their marketing solution and is going to get hundreds of leads into their business and it's going to grow their business to this exponential level. But they just end up sitting there not even logging into it and paying for it. And it, it's tragic in a way. It is. It's tragic that it that is. happens. So when you when you work with a client mm -hmm. uh, who who wants a lead <clears> magnet <throat> or maybe already has one that isn't, yeah. isn't working, what what's the process that you use? Well, it, it depends on what it is. At the moment, I've um, recently started to do a lead magnet audit. So I can go through and look at the whole journey and offer advice on where things can improve. Um, in terms of creating it, I have an existing course and I have different things in terms of where we sit down and can work through. Okay, so um, 
what are you going to so like I've got a framework that I follow through in terms of like what problems what are you going to solve what's the bigger picture um all of that kind of stuff basically I tend to do things tend to do quite a lot of things in different ways um a lot of the time it's about if I work one-to-one with someone generally it'll be because they want to create like a bigger course or a program or something like that that's paid and it's then how we look backtrack to the type of lead magnet that will fit that Mm. um because again I'm a big believer in it should it it's much better if it's promotion led almost in terms of whether it's a lead magnet or a mini course, because you can have a paid lead magnet as well, um, or a challenge. How do you mean mean promotion? Promotion So what do you offer? So if you offer, like I said, um, I don't know, I'll I'll use knitting now. So if, for example, you knit knit jumpers or something, or you sell Doctor Who memorabilia (laughs) or something like that, what you then how you then create your kind of whether it's a leaf magnet a mini whatever it is mm-hmm. comes from that it comes from oh well i'm i'm going to offer knitting classes so my my leaf magnet might be how do you learn to tie i'm targeting beginners who don't know how to do it how do you you know get your wool attached to your knitting needle kind of thing so you're very basic you know how do you knit your first stitch that type of stuff and then that would lead into well I've got this course I can teach you how to knit um so so it's instead of it being like oh well I this is what I do is it like you know I'm knitting I'm all about knitting that's my business so I think I'm just going to teach you know how do you knit a square so it, it's really thinking about well, where do I want to take them so I actually get paid for it as part of my business rather than just sort of randomly creating something. And it's still about as well then what what problem do they have, you know, what what's going to bring them to me because they are in this place. And it could even be, um, so for example, my background, I really, I used to, when I was in my 20s, I was really overweight and I suffered from anxiety and um, panic attacks and stuff. And I got really into personal development and crafting. So I used to go to craft workshops and I became like mad about jewellery and stuff because it was a space where I could be imperfect and all of that. So it could be, and I've seen this, you know, for some, it's like, well, how can you've got this, you know, you're suffering with your mental health, you're stressed, you're busy. Well, your first step is to learn how to knit and I'm going to do a free, do you, do you see? What I'm, and then it's, it's, you can even do that kind of angle. I know that's a bit extreme, but still, do you see what I'm saying? It's yeah. kind of like, it's, it's you know, you'll have your mission, you'll have what your business is about, but it's like, how are you leading people to how you can earn money as much as it is about, because I'm a big believer in it being about a purpose-led business, about us making a difference about what we can do. And that's the type of person I work with, but they can get very caught up in that. So one of the things I teach is like, okay, well, how are you actually going to get paid? Because when I started off as a nutritional life coach I used to create freebies all the time (laughs) and all sorts of things but they never led anywhere (laughs) and I wondered why I didn't get sales and this was back when lead magnets were new so this is like 10 years ago so it's it's all of that really does that make sense you know well it it does obviously um but it's interesting what you said about when you started, uh, you were creating lead <laughs> magnets for, for nutrition that didn't lead anywhere. 
that's probably something that a lot of business owners uh, and maybe even some website marketers out there are thinking, well, that sounds like me. I've created lead magnets. I've put them on the website. People have downloaded them. And then what? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing really happens. Like, well, I got loads of people got this. They, 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 I presume they looked at it. I presume they read it. Or I presume they watched it. I don't know. They, they, they didn't become clients. So where, how do you think that process goes wrong? What's the missing step that you were missing before but you've got now? Well, I think it's two. I think it's two steps. It was like I was saying, when you're looking at creating a lead magnet, I definitely think it needs to be linked to where. So it needs to be linked to an offering. So it needs. So whether if you're like a service-based business, it needs to be linked to. So it solves the problem that then leads to your bigger service, whatever that service might be. Mm. Um, so you know, um, let's just think. I would do potentially. I do have a lead magnet on this, um, a lead magnet on creating a lead magnet and what makes a successful lead magnet. That's and that meta, would lead very meta. I know, <laughs> that would lead to my lead magnet course. So mm. I would have a course <laughs> on something and it's like, okay, so where does oh, that leads to my lead magnet course? That makes sense. So that's, that's the first step is to make sure that it does actually take people on that journey. You know, it's not just a random, okay, it's part of what I do, but it doesn't actually take them to something that's paid because how are you going to get paid for something if it doesn't take you there? Mm. The, ne um, the next thing is then, which randomly is why recently I've just created a course on this um, because I realised actually it's a gap that people don't do. It's how you're actually nurturing your email list and what you're doing with it. So a lot of the time people then just like they'll whack them into a random automated sequence that doesn't necessarily tell them that they can buy something. So that's one thing. And the other thing is then it's like, oh, you're in my world. I'll send you this random newsletter out every now and then. It won't, doesn't necessarily always help you. It doesn't necessarily matter. Oh, it's only when I can be bothered because actually people don't read email, which is just not the right mindset around it. You know, mm. it's like, how can I nurture these people? Um, and it's making, again, it's making all of that linked. So I was, funnily enough, recording one of the modules on campaigns this morning. And again, talking about, well, what are you looking at promoting over the next 12 months? Where are you, you might have a product that you're going to showcase. How do you link that in what you're doing in your email campaign and the content that you're putting into that? And then when you take it to the next level, you can start to, and please don't turn off at this because this is when it's like, so when I did this course, I've set it up so there's beginners, there's people who are inconsistent and there's more advanced because there's a progression like everything in business. So don't get too bogged down in the sort of things. But it's like you can segment your list based on, people who've bought from you and people who've come to your world for free. And then when you're doing your campaigns, you can write them slightly differently. Your existing customers, you could almost create a campaign experience that's about them being in a VIP club so they feel really special, so they'll come back for repeat custom. Mm. That's one option. And then others, you might just be sending out a different type of campaign because it's like, right, you've come into my world for this freebie. How can I nurture you differently? I'm going to launch this course next year. I need to move them to that as well. So I need, you know, and how you create that experience and that journey behind the scenes. And that's what I think is quite often missing is the, it uh, just plonked in this email list, a random campaign is sent out. 
if you're lucky once a month and it's not really thought of as part of that journey as part of that whole experience whereas on social media it's like oh I have a social media thing I'm doing this I'm doing that and also it's then linking the two as well like I'm you know I've got this blog I'll tell my readers about my email list about it it's stuff like you know it's how you do the whole thing that's that's my take on it rather than you know as I say it's just like I'm just going to create this it's something to do with my business people will sign up for it and then I'll send out random campaigns that's just about whatever Mm. and I've had some people comment say oh why would I want to send emails when I receive emails that are just rubbish and it's like well that's why (laughs) yeah yeah, there's no point being part of the crowd. You want to be something a little bit different. You you touched on your your membership then with the, the, the membership and the the courses that you're doing, and I, I presume that's video content that you're creating as well. So my demystifying, I I always do because um, I teach creating courses as well as part of this because part of what you can have a free course you can have so it's all the structure mm. within it. You can have a webinar, whatever it is, and how you choose what that is. Um, but yeah, so I've got a course on which I've called demystifying email marketing, which actually quite a lot of it is more about is quite written because if there's the videos which I which I train and I do that, but quite a lot of it is right. Okay, so you're a beginner. These are the steps that you need to take to go and do this, and this is the training to do it. Um, but you need to go off and create your campaign and write it out. Um, so I use quite a lot of both because I've got a coaching background. My a lot of the way I teach courses is right. Here's what you need is about action and, and mindset and stuff like that. So yes, it's teaching them to create their email marketing strategy, and then go on to the okay. So this is what I'm going to focus on. I'm going to focus on creating these campaigns. So there's like right, okay. So you need to go off and create your template and things like that. So I don't necessarily, there's quite a lot of, right, this is the action. Yes, I'm training and yes, I'm talking. But actually it's like, right, so this is what you need to do. This is the practical. I'm Mm. I'm quite, um, I don't do, I don't advocate putting things in if it's not necessary. Um, And a lot of people don't, well, as I say, I do quite a lot of video content as well. But a lot of the time, the feedback I get is actually, I want to be able to sit there with this written down with like screenshots and go through it. I've got a, like when somebody signs up for demystifying email marketing, they get access to my build a budget funnel in MailerLite. That's got a lot of video training in because that's where I show them how to go and actually do it. Physical Does that walk, make sense? Video walk it's physical video walkthrough and screenshots and things like that. Mm. And obviously for automation, there's that kind of thing. Mm. But a lot of it, when it comes to actually nurturing, is going, right, okay, so these are the steps you need to take to create your customer journey and understand your ideal client. Do it. You don't necessarily need a video training in that. Um, do it. Does that make sense? It, so it it's does. Kind of, it, it does. And... In terms of, we're, we're almost running out of time here, incredibly, mm. but in, in terms of who can able, who is able to do this, what's the the required skill level for somebody to be able to do what you teach them now? How much do they need to know already? So something, um, because I've started to get more focused on like lead magnets, email marketing, and then the courses, I've started to do it. So you can be a beginner, you can be someone who's, 
doing this but not quite doing it where you need to be and then moving to advanced because I think a lot of the time that's missing is that whole like journey thing so demystifying email marketing for example which is very complicated to build I will say but then I've been doing courses for 10 years so I can do it um has got you're a beginner so this is the strategy that you need to look at doing as a beginner um, you need to set up your list. You need to do this. You need to do this. Someone who's inconsistent, this is what you need to do. Someone who needs to move to more advanced, this is what you can do. And then I've also got separate modules on, okay, so you're a coach. These are the things that you need to think about as part of your strategy. You're a virtual assistant. You're a bit bookkeeper. So I've tried to make it, much as I have an ideal client, and mm. you know, but I'm thinking about, okay, if this is a niche as email marketing and lead magnets, where do I, you know, how can I help these people, if that makes sense? Yeah, so, so it's but one it's course, a, but there's sections in there that are specific to different industries. Yeah. So they can have like real-time examples of how it's relevant to them. So that, yeah, it gets them thinking. I mean, it's still very generalistic because, again, you know, I've got craft businesses in there um, and it's like, well, there's lots of different types of craft, but I've got a suggestion. Okay, well, this is the type of lead magnet you could do. And it's not a lead generation course, that one isn't, because I've got a separate um, thing I'm running live, which is about list building and building a lead magnet in September. But for now, that that course is like, right, okay, so you're a craft business. This is what you're just to get those light bulbs, rather than it being really generic, mm. just to get that light bulb moment of like, okay, that's how it could apply to me. This is what I need to think about with regards to my strategy. Mm. rather than just teaching it as a strategy which goes kind of slightly against the whole ideal client thing but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I still talk to my ideal clients it's just I'm in a lot of business groups and they're uh, they were like well I'm an accountant so how is this relevant to me and it's mm. like okay well I can add this bit <laughs> so yeah. that's how it happened yeah because the essence of marketing is the same principle it's yeah. just slight tweaks for different industries and, and different applications yeah yeah okay so as as a final thing then for somebody who, mm -hmm. who want who, who's interested in what you've just said and, and loves the idea mm -hmm. of lead magnets and maybe a lead magnet audit or, or finding out how to do your your create a membership course what's the best way for them to get in touch with you and find out more about what you do the best way is to find me on facebook because that's kind of the easiest thing emma sydney um find me on, on Facebook because I I'm on LinkedIn as well my two favorite places to hang out are LinkedIn and um, Facebook and on my username apart well my yes because my I, much I don't massively use my page I have got a page so it's still a way to contact me my username is consistently Emma Sydney Co UK so that means that anybody can find me on the different platforms with that username Okay, and I will pop the links to both those, your Facebook and your LinkedIn, in the description underneath the video cool. and underneath the podcast as well, so somebody can get in touch with you that way. Emma, thank you very much for being on the thank podcast. I, I, I've loved talking to you about, uh, about funnels and automations and marketing. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.